Um, I would say my biggest trauma point was walking in on my husband, three and a half months pregnant with our second child as he was dancing naked with a naked woman. Welcome to the Persistence You podcast with Lisbeth, and that's you as in university. But we're much more of a community here. I'm your host, Lisbeth Meredith, author, speaker, and online teacher. Each week, I'll be delivering stories from amazing survivors and strivers, all threaded together with a dose of persistence. So glad you're listening. How are you and happy, happy uh, Women's History Month, if you are listening to this in March, but actually happy Women's History Month whenever you hear this. I'm really excited to speak with Angela Howard today. I actually already did speak with her. I was on her podcast, The Big Meow, and it's for coaches, authors, thought leaders, and generally speaking, it's women helping women in their business. And I could use all the help I can get, frankly, and it's fun to give some. And additionally, Angela is like myself, a single mom who has 33 years of broad business experience, for-profit and not-for-profit businesses. And after she became a single mom, she was re-educated. She has a really impressive portfolio before that too. She's worked for Coca-Cola as a portfolio manager, Atlanta Financial Group, owner and operator of Trailblazing Bistro. And then she went to learn about somatic illnesses and actually somatic healing. And I think of it as trauma releasing sort of exercises. I'm a huge believer in getting support when you need it, but beyond just regular therapy in life, there are so many other things that can be helpful to people who've gone through a lot. Some could be EMDRs. We've had guests talk about that. Eye movement uh, rapid eye movement sensitization or whatever, EMDR. I've done it. I can never say it. EMI movement, something, something. And then there are other trauma releasing exercises because we know that trauma, if it's not unpacked, can really get stuck in our body. So today we'll talk to Angela about her career, how she became involved in what she's doing now, which is supporting other women entrepreneurs and coaches And, you know, the path it took to get there. Delightful woman. She lives maybe an hour from me. So I'm kind of excited. Maybe I'll actually meet her in person one day. This show has brought me so many opportunities to connect with people, including you. And thank you for listening. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for those of you who sometimes support me with buy me a cup of coffee. I just appreciate all of you. It's been a journey and not always an easy one, but definitely beneficial. I hope you're still enjoying it. Don't forget you have a backlist of more than 100 episodes now. So let's get to it and start binge listening. Thank you for being here. So Angela Howard, sometimes called Angel, thank you so much for being at Persistence U today and for having me on the Big Meow podcast. I'm just (laughs) excited to have a Tennessee fellow podcasting friend. You're my second one now. I'm really glad to have you. So thank you for being here today with with my listeners. Can you please give me a little background? Because I gave you some introduction, but your story began, you were like hot and heavy in business 
before you pivoted. And can you talk a little bit about how you became the person that you are today doing the work that you do today? You know, all right. Story. Thank you for being here. Elizabeth, thank you for inviting me. Anytime that anything I could say that can help anyone at any moment, <laughs> I am so happy to be there and in that place. So thank you for having me on your podcast. My pleasure. So my story, my story, let's pivot at the trauma point. And um, I would say my biggest trauma point was walking in on my husband, three and a half months pregnant with our second child as he was dancing naked with a naked woman. Ding! I mean, that's pretty traumatic. That visualization right there was enough to send me. And that's nothing that I grew up with. It was so totally out of left field. It's like, how could this have happened to me? So I think I told you before when we kind of talked about this a little bit, um, I don't have a victim personality. I just don't, wasn't taught that, don't live it. So I I had to take on my own responsibility of, well, A, what do I do now? Um, right. Because this, my whole life got knocked into pieces. But also it's like, wait, how did this happen? So it it jettisoned me into my personal growth. I had to look inward because it was just too shocking to think that, well, it's just something that kind of happens to me in my life. I was like, no, there's some kind of karmic circle. Something's coming up that was hidden that I didn't know was there in the family pattern or whatever. And I am determined to find it and pluck it out. So that's the beginning of my journey. Okay. Yes. Good. You said to yourself, this horrible thing happened. There are origins somewhere that I didn't know about. Where are they? I'm not just going to move forward. I'm going to look and do an autopsy of how we got here. Yes. Autopsy. I love the fact that you're using the body as, as your description. So the next thing that I did was both my boys have been born at this point and I had I don't know what you would call this, but most moms, I was, was I a single mom? No, I wasn't a single mom yet. We were still married, <laughs> I hung in there, hung in there. Cause I'm like, what am I supposed to do? So anyway, I hung in there, but I did find a um, class. Well, it was actually a, a training session up at the Omega Institute, which I didn't know anything about, didn't know anything about this place or this training, but it drew me. It called me. It called me so hard that I worked it out that I was gone for a month. I know I can't believe it either. People look back. It's like, how did you do that with two baby boys? Right. But I had a husband. So anyway, I went up there. I got trained in somatic movement therapy during that time, you know, uh, Shinola would come up right? I'm not going to use the other sh- word, <laughs> but right. the, the, the stuff would come up. The sewage that I didn't know was there would surface because when you move and when you give your pain a voice and give it expression, it tells you, it tells you the story because you know, it's there anyway. Okay. So that's the second phase I would say of this whole life that I'm now living so I, I relied on this movement and I did a talk, a TED talk that I talked about being catatonic on the floor in a fetal position, not knowing what am I going to do now? I think we had decided to get divorced. I had these two little babies. I'm in a, a state in a city. I don't know. I'm from Tennessee. This was in South Carolina. Um, 
And I didn't have my family around me or anything. So I'm, I'm catatonic on the floor. And I thought, I got to move. I, I've, got, I've got to move or I'm just going to literally expire here. So I literally just started moving my hand. I'm just like, just move anything. And I moved enough to get myself up to the stereo to turn on some music. Mm -hmm. And that music lifted me off the floor. And I just started moving, okay, allowing. And of course, the tears came. So the expression, the pain, the shock, Mm -hmm. the agony, all that was coming out, which is what somatic movement therapy is about. And why trauma therapists use somatic therapy to really help their clients touch, touch where that trauma is stored. Because I'll tell you, I don't know if it's stored anywhere else, but I know it's stored in our bodies. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So there's the second chunk of kind of where, so I used it myself. I had to use it on myself. And then I just, you know, became a humble healer. Um, and some of the podcast women today were talking about how they grow with their clients. Right. Well, I just jumped in. I jumped in. I said, I'm a movement therapist now. Come take classes. We had sacred space. I had female only classes for 15 years. Wow. And they would come back and we got to be really close. And in 15 years, you go through births, deaths, divorces, new relationships, parents dying, everything as women do. And that does kind of bring me to the podcast that you, that you wanted me to circle back to, but not yet, (laughs) but it is, it is that we're not alone. Okay. So I'm the somatic movement therapist. I'm a coach and that can be isolating, but my classes, I look forward to so much during the worst divorce ever. I could have a horrible interaction with the ex-husband, with the kids crying, all that stuff. If anybody's been in that situation, they know when your kids are hurting and, but my class was starting. So I had to leave that at the door. I can pick it up when I leave, but leave at the door and be present for my clients and from the people that have come there for their own healing. And that I've got to say in itself is healing. And we're all, we are all in this together and nobody's, nobody's trauma is so different from somebody else's, how we deal with it's different. Sure. Right. But I just want people to know that we are all in, in this together. So I ask me, you yeah, ask me another question. We needed to have, you know, we need to have community when we're, when things are good, but certainly when things aren't good, we need to have community and it's so terrific that you had a way to give, but also a way to receive during that really difficult time. Yes. You know, that's important. Uh, That is really important. How did that impact you to do what you're doing today? Like what was the road? What was that journey like? We're going to jump to, I moved back to my hometown of Knoxville, Tennessee, just up the road from you. That's right. And um, I have my family, my mother, my aging mother, brothers, aunts, uncles, all that stuff for my kids. The kids loved it. The boys were sixth and eighth grade. So just getting into that really troubled part and they needed some help. And I will have to say that in my community, my mother was my backbone. I was very blessed, very, very blessed. She co-parented with me up until the day she passed. Um, So how that brings me present is 
my business manager, I, I, I stopped doing movement therapy. Eek. I mean, I don't even know how or why, but I got into all this other holistic healing and then ended up running nonprofits. So that's a whole nother story for another okay. day. But circle back when my business manager asked me, what, what brings you joy? What do you love to do? Tell me the happiest time of your life. And I'm like, funny, the worst time of my life, I was the most fulfilled because I was teaching this wonderful movement therapy and helping people out and getting people free. Right. She's like, well, why, not, why aren't you doing that? So long story short, I started back. I brought it all back. I put my spin on it because I was teaching at this point about 20 years, the same dance kinetics, which is out of Kripalu, Omega. And I'm like, no, I really want to teach this my way, put my voice in it, right? I'm all about people's unique voice and their unique way of expressing that. So mine's called an elemental flow. And I do six different movement qualities with the six feng shui elements like water, wood, metal, et cetera. And that has opened up the most amazing world because at that point, also, my business manager asked me to be a business partner. And now I'm working with speakers, messengers, and I feel like we all have a message. You have an amazing message yourself. Amazing. And for me to help people, messengers, get their messages out is very fulfilling. But I'm going to take it a step further. So I've become what's called a confidence coach, a confidence coach for messengers. Because when you mix somatic movement therapy with speaking, coaching, speaking, mentoring, drawing somebody's message out, now, how do you express that so that your voice, your unique voices are, and your story is heard and received by those who need it, by those who want it? I mean, I think we can all agree that, you know, not everything is for everybody. Right. But if you're not being authentic, if you put on a facade, if your message is trying to come through the way you think you should be, should look, supposed to, whatever. Nope. The right people aren't going to receive it. Actually, I teach where nobody's going to receive it because we don't believe, we don't believe the falsity. We feel it. And here's how that's simple because you're talking to a movement therapist, right? So everything kinesthetic. 93% of all communication is nonverbal. That's thousands of studies have showed that. So if that's true, then how are we communicating primally? How you feel about a person will mean a lot more than what you heard them say. Have you experienced that? Yes, definitely. And they say it's not what you say, but how you say it. There's all kinds of cliches. Right. Um, It's not what you say. It's how you made them feel. But there's all kinds of truth to that. So what I do is I help people get aligned with their message, with their body. Now, I know you work with clients, patients, Mm -hmm. clients, and people that have may have experienced trauma and particularly people that are still in a little bit of their trauma. They might not know it. They don't like going into their bodies. You know, they, they disassociate. When you disassociate though, your body's over here doing something and you're over here talking about something else. But what that does to your audience, even if it's one person that you're talking to, they don't believe you 
Because it's like, wait, something's not matched here. Right. So now I'm bringing this full circle. So my my signature talk is called Facade. And it's the tagline is the issues in your tissues are messing with your messages. Because there's some things that we know we're dealing with. Right. But the things that are in there that we don't know are there. Or we've shoved down so far, we're like, surely, surely I'm not feeling that from when I was that age. And it's like, well, if you haven't expressed that, if you haven't dealt with it, you haven't touched that and said, you know what, let's talk to you, pain. Let's talk to you, discomfort. You know, when you're discomfort in your body, not comfortable, people feel it. Right. And it's like getting into a cab in New York and the cab driver's like nervous. Like you want to get out. It's like, I don't want, I don't believe this guy. Or walking <laughs> right. into a doctor's office and the guy goes, well, um, and you know, you're already gone. It's like, wait a second. <laughs> so this is about building trust. And the first person you have to trust is yourself. Right. And that's a hard place to go to when you've really experienced something that's traumatic. Absolutely. Absolutely. If you come from a background where you didn't have that net and safety net in your home as an example, or you didn't feel that love, then it's really hard to say, no, but that's fine. (laughs) It can be a very difficult thing. So I love that work that you're doing and that that is what your niche is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now you have the podcast. Are you able to talk a little bit about that? Sure. Love the podcast. Okay. <laughs> so I have my business where I work with clients right. and groups, um, um, Wild Heart Expressive. And then we have Shout From Your Soul. Okay. And Shout From Your Soul is really about expressing your message clearly and doing it professionally in a way that you can actually make money from your speaking, from your message. My job with this particular shout from your soul is the confidence part, is the body part, is the 93% of the non-verbal. So this issues in your tissues, right? Messing with your messages. And so what my business partner and I did is we started this group called CATS. And CATS stands for Coaches, Authors, Thought Leaders, and Speakers. Because that, as you know, is a niche. Mm-hmm. of entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial, hard to say, women and solopreneurs and people who are ambitious and they need a little help or they need help scaling up. But yet it's like we have these certain characteristics and these certain things we need to do. So we're like, well, why don't we make a platform that we can all get together and experience the support that we need right? Right. You say you didn't get it in your household or whatever. You've got this cat's network that can support you in your endeavors, in your dreams. I mean, I talked to a spiritual mentor today. I talked to a, um, she was a productivity coach and she was an organizer, professional organizer for 30 years, all these things we need. And so instead of competition, it's collaboration. Love it. And that's what CATS is about. And that's what the podcast is about. And I invite any of your listeners to find us on LinkedIn and become a uh, interviewee on our podcast because we're about showcasing 
showcasing these coaches, authors, thought leaders, and speakers, and providing a place where people can go to for support. We're online and we're in person. We have meetings. Yes. Oh, great. I'll talk to you about that in Chattanooga. (laughs) Right. Wonderful. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that is so terrific. And so now are your kids fully grown? They are. They're almost 30. They're 28 and soon to be 30 at the end of this year. Boys. Fantastic. What a great feeling of accomplishment. And again, I like that this period that wasn't the best in your earlier life with the infidelity when you're pregnant Mm. and it created something that made something beautiful later later and, and stronger, right? That's right. And I feel like that, that journey right there, that's where the gold was, even though I wouldn't wish it on anyone Mm-mm. that, that journey helped transform probably a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. And one nugget of it, of advice, if I were to give it at all is I'm a very uh, warrior ish woman, you know, fight my way through fight here, fight that. But I found through this breaking down of me mm-hmm. that being vulnerable is the most powerful position. Now, I know that when you're in a traumatic situation, to be vulnerable or victimized is never good. Right. Right. I do want to be very right. clear about right. that. But I think it's being honest with yourself and with your inner circle, your safe circle. Mm-hmm. Like, I do believe that raising my boys knowing that I'm not perfect and that mommy's got emotions right now. I think it it clears the air. Again, this kinesthetic sense that we have, this primal sense that we pick up on, it kind of just pierces the mystery mm-hmm. and saying, yeah, I'm having a bad day. <laughs> and that's probably what you're feeling. So right. then everybody's at ease. Right. So that was just that little nugget there. I like it. I like it a lot. And it's, you know, we're recording. It's March 6th. It's Women's History Month. Mm-hmm. What do you see as, as uh, maybe something you'd encourage the next generation of young women to do to be able to impact their own world in their and create history? Because everyone is going to be shaping their history one way or another. And and having a lot of impact. So right when you said that, my mind went like all through the card, the deck, you know, and I thought, well, let's, let's take it down. If I could boil it down to a thing, if I had to talk to the young women that are in my life, I think the first thing I would say is get all the education you need. Yes. Um, If you like, if there's a path or something, whatever it is, That doesn't mean you have to be a doctor, lawyer, you know, all that normal, my hands are doing this in the air, air quotes, normal stuff. Right. I say pursue what you're good at that pursue what you, what you're strong in, because I know that a lot of people, especially in the eighties, you know, in the business Mm -hmm. world I was in, you got, um, analyzed all the time. You always had to go in and get analyzed. And they tell you where you're, you're falling short. Well, I'm a part of a whole group of the Clifton Strengths, the Strengths Finder right. um, you know, uh, community. And it's all about focusing on your strengths. So I would tell women, young women today, focus on your strengths and what you like and pursue it. Pursue it with persistence, mm-hmm. like unstoppable pursuance 
of it and have fun along the way and celebrate. You've got to celebrate your efforts and celebrate your your each milestone that you make right. because it makes it worthwhile. Right. So that's, I think that's what I would tell them. And, and, you know, if you do, if you do you, which is overused, I know, but if you do you, right, then we in the community get the gifts that you're supposed to bring. The minute you try to do something else or be somebody else, we're robbed right. of the gifts you came to give. So that would be, that would be what I would tell a young woman. I like that so much. And it's, interesting because that's the second time I've heard today, the importance of women really, you know, showing up where they're going to, I don't know, where they sparkle, show up where they have passion and Mm -hmm. follow what really lights them up. Yes. And I think that is important advice. I love that you have already taken it. Mm -hmm. Where can uh, listeners know more about your work and also the podcast? And LinkedIn. LinkedIn's probably the best way to get to know okay. me. So I'm just my plain old name, Angela Howard, H-O-W-A-R-D on LinkedIn. Okay. Um, from there, you can find the Cats podcast. You can get to my Wild Heart Expressive, okay. which is the website where you can find out how you can hire me as a speaker or anything. And you join my classes. My classes are online. So Wild Heart Expressive. Okay. Uh, Instagram, uh, the Facebook, all that, because there is only one Wild Heart Expressive. <laughs> okay. Excellent. I just can't thank you enough for being with us today. Thank you. I hope you've enjoyed this week's show. Thank you for listening. If you have enjoyed it, feel free to leave a review. And if you've really, really enjoyed it, go ahead and subscribe. And I'll see you next week. Proud member of the Podnuga Network.